Mr. Deer Monster. My name is Dave Cox, and I'll be hosting this podcast where the aim is to cover various creatures of myth and legend, from their current depictions in popular culture back through to their origins. In this first episode, we'll take a look at the video game Neo and its focus on the Japanese monsters known collectively as yokai. Neo was developed by Team Ninja and released in February of 2017 for the PlayStation 4 by Koei Tecmo and Sony Interactive Entertainment. The game is set during the Sengoku period of Japan, during the conflict between Tokugawa Ieyasu and Oda Nobunaga just prior to the Tokugawa Shogunate taking power in 1603. Before we dig into the game, I'd like to cover three topics, the first of which are the yokai and their historical relevance in relation to Neo. The term yokai is broad, covering various types of creatures ranging from shapeshifters to household items given life. Many of the monsters that fall into the category are rooted in local folklore and superstition, but they took on less frightful and more entertaining aspect in the Edo period. An illustrator going by the pen name Toriyama Seiken produced a work entitled the Hyaki Yagyo, or Demon's Horde Night Parade. The work was a collected was a collection of block prints published in 1776 and spanned three volumes. Sekian's illustrations formed the first depictions of creatures that previously existed solely in written description and word of mouth. The second topic requiring brief mention is that of the Omagatoki, or the hour of meeting demons. This refers to the time of day between when the sun sets and true darkness begins to fall, an indistinct period known as twilight. In pre-industrial eras, people began to fear venturing out past sunset and often returned home from work. It is during this hour of twilight that we find encounters with the supernatural more consistently reported by folk whose work kept them outdoors past nightfall. That being the case, most tales are related by woodcutters, hunters, and farmers, though tales involving nobility and yokai form a substantial amount of the folklore. These stories were told as both entertainment and as a warning to watch over children and family members in the small rural communities of pre-modern society. Often they were stories involving disappearance of kinfolk who were spirited away to otherworldly realms or befell more gruesome fates. In Neo, this concept of omagatoki is depicted within the structure of the Twilight missions, which offer a greater challenge to the player and are made available once the associated main mission has been completed. These submissions are stark in contrast, with the scenery perpetually dyed in crimson hues and devoid of human adversaries. The player is forced to contend with a larger and varied amount of the supernatural yokai instead. The third item of note to cover is that of Amrita. We can trace the potential influences of this material to both Hindu texts and Chinese mythology, as well as Western ideas. In the Hindu text Bhagavata Purana, Amrita is taken to be the nectar of the gods, granting immunity to both death and the ravages of old age. In one such tale, the gods and demons were at war with each other, with the demons emerging more and more often victorious in battle. Attempting to turn the war in their favor, the gods requested a boon from Krishna, who directed everyone to pay devotion to the difficult task of churning the sea, with the aim of ultimately dredging up nectar from its depths. After completing this ordeal, the gods and demons came together under a treaty of peace, at which the gods were bid drink the Amrita by Vishnu. The demons, on the other hand, were subtly tricked through Vishnu's assumption of a beguiling form, which allowed the gods to drink the Amrita first. Through this, the gods gained the power conferred by the nectar, and ultimately defeated their foes. 
Amrita is also referred to as Soma in Vedic texts, a material obtained by priests from an undisclosed plant. This aspect of immortality is echoed in Chinese myth, where Amrita is mentioned to originate from the lunar tree, and is uh, said to be a sap of the sacred trees that grow in, in the unearthly realm of paradise. This concept is echoed in Western mythology, uh, in the Greek legends of Ambrosia. Fittingly, it's also a food of the gods thought to confer immortality. Within the game world of Neo, Amrita forms the basis of three systems. First, it is the currency by which the player accumulates points toward increasing base character statistics, or i.e. leveling up. Second, the act of acquiring Amrita fills a portion of a spirit meter that, once full, allows the player to perform a powerful series of attacks for short duration. This is useful in boss encounters or during a particularly strenuous yokai battle. The third and less mechanical aspect of this substance in the game is tied to the plot, where Amrita is sought after by the main antagonist to gain political and supernatural power. In the game world, Amrita is found in a crystalline form, embedded within the yokai or implanted within humans to transform them into more powerful forms. With these three concepts in mind, let us turn to exploring a section of creatures represented in the game. I've picked out five yokai from the menagerie for this episode. For each one, I will begin with a related entry found in the yokai illustrations tab of the game menu, and compare that to the associated folklore. First, let's take a look at the creature known as the wheel monk. The entry states, a yokai like a wheel with a gigantic face attached to it. The wheel is big enough to be used on an ox cart, and while the face has a certain degree of freedom to leap from it, they remain tied to it by their hair. Wreathed in flames and scowling hideously as they roll around, the face resembles a visitor from another world, and has long struck terror into the hearts of those who witness them. They have awful destructive power and attack by ramming with their bodies engulfed in flames, or by spitting fire from their mouths, depending on where they appear. They can also start fires in the surrounding area, which can rapidly grow into raging infernos. In-game, this is represented accordingly, as the wheel monk enemy is indeed on fire, racing endlessly to and fro along some dedicated path. However, there are not one but two faces tied to the large ox cart wheel, one on each side of the hub, with the main face contorted in a grimace and set to spew out those gouts of flame. The second, however, is inert, and where one also might spy a large chunk of Amrita embedded into the surface, a point that, when struck by a decisive blow, can deal with critical damage to the yokai. Next we turn to look at the myth of the creature. The wheel monk is referred to as Wa Nudo, a figure rolling out from the depths of hell to drag sinners away. The woodblock illustrations depict the wheel monk as capable of flying through the sky and their shaved heads that are tied to the wheel represent some attempt to repent for past sins, which ultimately bound them to their burning fate. Folklore makes mention of a method to deter this yokai, through posting signs with the words, This is the town of Shobo, which served to drive away the Wanyudo. The relating story behind this phrase is Chinese in origin, as the written characters can alter alternatively be read to say, Victory over one's mother. The tale in question relates that one of Confucius' disciples refused to enter the town of Shobo for that very reason. This might have been interesting to see conveyed within the game. Likewise, it's probably...
unfortunate that the game's designers didn't decide to adapt the flying abilities in Neo. The next creature we'll take a look at is Own Yudo. These yokai take the form of a gigantic monk and are said to be former novices who are unable to leave, you know, fully leave the lay world behind and broke the vows of their temple. They appear to collect the skulls of the people they kill, hanging them from their robes like a string of prayer beads. Those who do not wish to join that collection would do well to avoid this yokai. They have inordinately long tongues imbued with the element of fire, water, lightning, or earth. They can use their tongues to strike the unsuspecting from a surprisingly long distance. They do not use any other weapons, but their ability to launch savage attacks with balls of flesh drawn from their gigantic bodies is more than dangerous enough. Within the realm of the game, these enemies are represented as twice the size of an average human, broad-shouldered and overly muscled. They are bald figures with long, lulling tongues that can stretch to meters in length, whipping out to thrash the player character. They are decked out in the remnants of simple mountain ascetic clothing with their prayer beads and skulls with their pates shaped bald. Their bulging eyes represent uh, as much of an imposition as their stature. The lore regarding Onyudo dispenses with the elemental attributes and instead focuses on what can be considered something more frightening, the ability to change size and mass with no specified upper limit. These yokai are also divided into subcategories, including the Hitotsume Nyudo, a cyclopean one-eyed variety, the Mikoshi Nyudo, or Anticipating Priest, and the Taka Nyudo, otherwise known as the Tall Priest. These yokai are said to grow larger and more fearsome from the very moment it's noticed. They, weigh the un <laughs> they waylay the unwary on footpaths, dirt roads, and occasionally in alleyways. Their distinguishing feature is the ability to suddenly grow massive the moment the victim sets sight on the yokai masquerading in monk garb. They will erupt in size when viewed from their feet up to their head, but the converse has a chance of dispelling the creature. The Mikoshi Nyudo is called the Anticipating Priest, as an otherwise fatal encounter can be rendered impotent by setting sight on the yokai from the head, from its crown of its head to its feet. Likewise, the Taka Nyudo, the tall priest, can be countered by carrying a ruler or other measuring tool and sizing up the creature before it can react. The one piece of lore that lines partially with the game description is that the origin of some Onyudo are said to be traced back to a strict abbot who was reincarnated as a yokai after his death so that he might continue to punish monks who disobeyed their vows of piety. So, in a sense, it's the opposite of how the uh, Onyudor portrayed. The third entry we'll take a look at is the Nue. This is a yokai chimera. Its fanged mouth terrorizes its prey with an eerie cry. Nue is, really, is wreathed in dark smoke, making it difficult to discern its overall appearance. Its ability to summon thunder has earned it the alternate name of Raiju, the Thunder Beast. It possesses a monkey's face, a tiger's torso, and a snake for a tail. Its mane is quilled and sharp enough to cut any who approach. In addition to fierce claw and fang attacks, it can hurl itself bodily with enough force to smash a stone wall. There are many legends of Nue appearing in Japan, unleashing lightning and causing all sorts of disasters. One legend holds that a fearsome cry heralded the appearance of Inoue over the royal palace in Kyoto every night, draining the young emperor of vitality. No medicine could cure him, but after the samurai Minamoto Yorimasa felled Inoue with an arrow, the emperor recovered at once. Yorimasa was bestowed with the beautiful sword called Shishio, King of the Lions, as a reward. 
Of the entries, this one lines up almost directly with Toriyama Seiken's woodblock illustrations and associated legends. However, the game depiction takes a few liberties with the source material. In the lore, the beast is so named due to its cry, which resembles a thrush. However, there are no mention of notable bird characteristics. The new encountered in Neo does express an avian relation with clear feathers sprouting from its legs near the feet. The rest of the visuals are more akin to the Chinese versions of this thunder beast, where the creature is said to have the head of a monkey, crimson lips, eyes like mirrors with two sharp claws on each paw. In contrast, the Japanese myth conflates these attributes to a mixture of two creatures, the Nui and the Raiju mentioned in the flavor text. Where the Raiju is said to be a little larger than a cat, like a weasel with black hair and five claws on each paw. The stories place greater emphasis on the creature's elemental affinity with lightning, especially in relation to folklore centering on lightning-struck trees, where a Raiju is said to have leapt from tree to tree. Supposedly, the struck bark is a natural remedy for toothache and other physical ailments. Within Neo, the Nui is clearly identified with electricity, as the beast generates it from an Amrita-fueled underbelly before spitting bursts of lightning. The wind-up before attacking leaves an opening for the player character to exploit, where striking the Nui in the face or glowing underbelly lands a critical stunning blow. Our fourth entry is a two-part combo, the first half of which is the spider. Carnivorous anthropods, under the influence of Amrita, they metamorphose into gigantic yokai that prey on humans. They cast sticky webs to immobilize their prey, then approach to begin feeding. Because spiders can climb walls and hang from the ceiling, they can attack the unwary from the most unexpected of places. Spiders are generally solitary and silent by nature, but when transformed into yokai, they are known to form packs. A single yokai spider is no great threat, but it is difficult to fend off a combined attack from an entire pack, and if they can manage to surround their prey completely, that person will seldom escape. According to passages in the Nihongi, the Suchigumo, or ground spider, was most likely a label to describe tribes that refused to submit to imperial authority. These folks were portrayed as barbarians and monsters by those in power closer to what, what might be considered as political refugees. In the historical records, the Suchigumo were depicted as cave and mountain-dwelling bandits. The following is one excerpt. The village chief of Hayami, Hayatsuhime, relates to the emperor. In the mountain, there is a great cavern called Rat's Cave. There are two Suchigumo who dwell in this cave, mighty of frame, and moreover have numerous followers. They all say they will not obey imperial command. They will raise an army and offer resistance. The emperor replies, Now let us put in motion a numerous army and slay the Suchigumo. If fearing the might of our arms, they should conceal, conceal themselves in the mountains and moors, they will assuredly do future mischief. In other similar accounts, the Suchigumo are described as having long arms and legs, like pygmies which might have led to the more fantastical stories and evolution of history into yokai legend. The name itself, Suchigomo, might also be a confusion of Suchikomori, literally earth hiders, rather than the translation of Suchigomo as earth spider. In Neo, we find a literal adaptation of the name rendered as spiders of varying sizes, ranging from that of a small dog to a pack mule in stature. Interestingly, many of the human adversaries encountered recall the mountain bandit aspect of the historical Tsuchigumo.
The second half of the combo is the Jorogumo. The in-game text reads, A horrific fusion of a woman's torso with the lower body of a spider. Ensnares humans in her sticky threads, then devours them alive. In spite of her giant size, can freely climb walls and ceilings. Her arachnid legs are covered in a thick shell, making them highly resistant to damage. Its true form is the priceless, one-of-a-kind Hirogumo teapot. Named for its flattened appearance, the teapot's full name is actually Kotenmyo Hiragumo. It was a beloved possession of Matsunaga Hisahide, Lord of Shisan Castle. In folklore, spiders and their sticky webs have long symbolized obsession, and it is thought that the Hiragumo teapot is acting as a nexus that interwove the souls of the many soldiers who died at Shikisan into a ferocious spider yokai. The depiction of this yokai that the player encounters is in line with the text description, and the shell mentioned is in fact an obvious portions of the teapot, worn as armor over the spider's chitin frame. Like the Nue before it, this yokai's body holds a glowing source of power in the spider's abdomen, where the Amrita is likely stored. This portion can be exploited during combat to deal stunning blows, provided the Jorogumo isn't concealing the weak point with its spindly legs. Lore has it that a Jorogumo is created when a golden orb weaver reaches 400 years of age. This yokai is a shape-shifting creature, able to mimic the form of a young woman. Taking on such an appearance, the spider preys on attractive young men, originally earning it the name of Harlot Spider. This name was eventually changed to read Entangling Bride, a no less flattering title, though less outwardly offensive. There are several versions of the tales involving the Jorogumo encountering a wandering warrior and attempting to ensnare him. The first depiction centers on around a young child that tries to poison one such warrior, Minamato no Yorimitsu, with a medicinal drop. Yorimitsu notices the deception and injures the boy with a slice of a sword. Tracking the child to a cave in the mountains, he finds not a boy, but a large spider with wounds matching those inflicted upon the young lad. Later versions of this tale eventually replace the child with the form of a young woman, and cementing the image, the current image of the Jorogumo as part woman, part spider, as well as imparting an air of seduction and entrapment into the lore. In these tales, Yorimitsu is led to a cave where the woman dwells, and upon noticing her shadow is that of a spider, attacks before he can fall victim to the Jorogumo's sticky web. Upon slaying the creature, hundreds of baby spiders spill out from her cut abdomen, all the size of human children. It is this that the spiders in Neo are properly taken from. Our final entry from the Neo bestiary is the Mimic, or Mujina, as the yokai is called. The Mujina are badgers transformed into cunning and crafty yokai. Like foxes and tanuki, stories of them disguising themselves as humans to do mischief have circulated since ancient times. They enjoy hiding themselves inside treasure chests and springing out to surprise whoever opens the lid. Mujina love playing pranks and causing trouble, and are not necessarily malicious by nature. They may move strangely to see how a startled person reacts. But if that person responds with the same movement, they will leave the area, satisfied with their newfound playmate. Here we find the game description and lore lining up, though there is one aspect that requires some insight. Traditionally, the Mujina is regarded, is regarded as having furry tails, similar to those of a raccoon. This is not the case with the yokai we meet in Neo, but what might be confused for their tail is in fact their testicles. For we find a mixture of two creatures, the badger, Mujina, and the raccoon fox, Tanuki, present in the Neo version. 
In tales, the Tanuki profess, <laughs> possess mystical power within their disproportionately large testicles, which the yokai uses to transform into inanimate objects to aid in tricking unwary folk. These objects range from roadside stalls, or in the case of Neo, treasure chests. This concept might put a new meaning on the action of lifting the lid of a treasure chest within the game. Additionally, the fact that they masquerade as treasure does tie into versions of the Mujina, called the Bag Badger, in which the yokai hides inside a hunter's kill bag during the hunt, and takes the place of the prey that was thought to be inside. The resulting lesson from the tale is similar to the idiom, don't count your chickens before they hatch, where assuming the contents of the container is foolhardy and potentially a problem. This lesson translates directly into the game, where when a player encounters a Mujina masquerading as treasure has the potential for battle on their hands. The yokai appears once the chest is opened and startles the player avatar, just before performing a gesture. It might be a bow or a reproachful glare, but the player is given a short opportunity to mime the gesture and be gifted with the items the faux box contained. On the other hand, replying with the wrong gesture or taking too long will result in the Mujina becoming enraged instead and attacking, providing an interesting interpretation on the folklore. With this, dear listener, we've reached the end of our very first episode. I am looking forward to exploring more monsters on other media formats along with you in future episodes. Questions and comments are encouraged and quite welcome. You can find the podcast on Twitter at mon underscore demonster, or you can reach me there on my personal account at sentinot underscore plus. References are located on the show notes, and I would be more than happy to discuss further thoughts on any of the yokai brought up so far. This is Monster Dear Monster, and I'm your host, Dave Cox. Thanks for listening.